Welcome to Mean Green Money, the UNT Student Money Management Center podcast that covers everything you need to know to be financially successful in college and beyond. This week, we have one of our former peer mentors come back to share with us information about the transition from college to the real world. Hope you enjoy. Renisha, could you, I guess I already introduced you a little bit, but could you introduce yourself? Um, yeah, so... Like you said, my name is Renisha. That's important. I graduated last May, so very, very freshly into the after-grad life. Uh, one thing, I guess, one interesting fact about me is I took one salsa class, and now I'm a salsa professional. So if you guys ever want to come to me for salsa lessons, I got you. I work for um, a financial services technology company. That's a lot to say. It's called Fiserv. And um, I do, I'm an HR analyst there. So what a HR analyst basically does is we analyze the HR data. That's kind of what it is. Um, but tell me a little bit about your job search and how you ended up working for Pfizer. College teaches you is not only to, you know, um, to really rely on Quizlet, but it also teaches you how to, I'm just kidding. It also teaches you how to make those connections. And also teaches you how to, uh, it's your first step into creating that brand for yourself. So um, going into my senior year, I realized, okay, a lot of my professors are going to be in my professions. And in the business, uh, the school of business, usually your professor has a career in your profession already. Or maybe, you know, they were in the career. They might have connections or they might know people that need people who have jobs for you. So once I realized that, I became the perfect student. Always on, always in class on time. Made sure I knew my professors. Made sure that um, I was presenting myself and presenting my brand as well as possible. One particular class, my boss came in. My future boss, little did I know, came in, and also one of the dudes who I used to work with. They started presenting and teaching us basically about organizational structure but also telling us about Fiserv itself. As my boss, his name is Steve. As Steve was speaking, I became really intrigued um, because when he seems to love what he's doing, like you meet him, you'll know that he's obsessed with what he's doing with Fiserv. It seems like a very great opportunity to get my foot in the door of HR. Anyone who knows, knows that HR is kind of hard to get into, or sometimes people just kind of land there. It's not really a plan, or like, it's just like, it just like happened. And the end of his presentation, he's like, hey, we are doing interviews for a HRLDP program, which is a um, two-year rotational program where you would rotate throughout the country, and sometimes outside of the country, um, to different offices in the Pfizer Corporation. So I was like, wow, that's cool! And, um, I just was like, okay. And so I signed up and next thing you know, I am, I used to work here. And one thing I love about working for the Student Money Management Center is they are really, they understand that you're not going to be here forever, one. And then two, they're really about um, professional development. And so I was like, hey, Paul, can you help me with the interview? <laughs> and Paul, Paul actually sat there and he helped me coach for the interview, so shout out to Paul Global. He's awesome. Um, <clears throat> there's going to be a statue after him one day, hopefully. If not, I'll make one. <laughs> uh, 
what's what else? Okay, so I go down. The interviews were hosted downstairs in Chestnut Hall, and I go down there. And I, one thing I want to say is, if you ever want to know how an interview goes, understand that once it turns from an interview to a conversation, you most likely have the job, because they're probably no longer just interviewing you. They're like, oh, I'm interested in this person. And I want to really talk to them now. So it got to that point. <clears throat> Later on that November, I went to, it was a three-round interview. I went to the second round, which was a phone call. So I go, I passed that. And then the final round was actually in um, one of their larger offices in Alpharetta, Georgia. And it was a, the first night we did a dinner, which was really cool because we got to meet the people, a lot of the leaders. Then the next day, it was like uh, three rounds of interviews. It was killer. Eventually, it was over. And I could take my heels off. And I was like, yes. And later on, I got a call from them. I fly back to, um, what's this place called? Denton. Denton. I'm just kidding. I fly back to Denton, and I'm just waiting. I get a call from one of the recruiters, and she was like, you didn't get it. I was like, what? I did all that work, and I didn't get it? And then she said something that was in... You kind of, it becomes a cliche in a way because no one ever does it. They're like, we're going to hold your, if you're still interested, we're going to hold your application and we're still very much interested in hiring you. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a, we would love to have you, but we don't have the space and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, sure, girl, whatever. And I like went on about my life and I started searching for more jobs. I, I was already searching for jobs, but I started like vigorously searching for it because by that time, I think I had three or four months till graduation. Then one day, I get a call. She was like, hey, uh, we have this opportunity for you. Would you be interested in just coming to the Frisco office and like seeing it and things like that? And I thought it was another interview. And apparently, like they just wanted to show me the office that was in Frisco. And um, she's, I was like, yeah, sure, you know, of course. And... Um, I did. Actually, I made them wait. You know, it's kind of like when you're texting someone and you're like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to let them simmer a little bit. And I was like, um, I'll get back to you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I basically researched it a little bit more. And I also looked up, you know, I think it's a really good to know your work. But I researched that and see what they were offering me, whether it was um, below the market, above the market just about the market or anything like that. Uh, and it was pretty good, but I also wanted to make sure that I didn't leave anything on the table because they, they seemed like they really wanted me. And they were like, "What? What? why aren't you, like, are you still considering us? Is there something wrong with us? What's going on? And I was like, I just need time. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I was like, oh, they, they really want me. Let me try it. And I was like, hey, do you guys, like, have a little bit more of conversation? Because in... Um, Frisco is a little bit more upscale. Uh, the cost of living is a little higher than where, where I'm currently at, and it would probably um, take a little bit more compensation. I didn't put it in those words, but I put it in probably better words back then. But she was like, unfortunately, you can't. And now that I'm in there, I understand why. But yeah, after that, I started in July. They gave me a, they, they were really courteous about when I started. I could basically pick my date. Um, they gave me a range, of course. I couldn't be like, oh, I'm going to start in December. I'll see you guys then. And that's how it was. 
So tell me about your first day as a full-time employee in the real world. Uh, first day. One, I wanted to point out and just say, it's always a good idea. Because I thought it was kind of like, should I know where to meet these people or not? Like, what time? They didn't really give me a time frame of... You have to be you have to be here on a certain day and things like that. But I think that's kind of how the technology work, world works. But anyway, I get there super duper early because one, I want to beat traffic, and two, I want to show up very nice. Once again, brand thingy, you have to be your brand or watch your brand or something about brands. <laughs> um, and I meet the receptionist, and I'm talking to her, and she's talking to me about her granddaughter. And I'm just waiting outside in the lobby awkwardly. And I'm like, <laughs> um, what am I wearing? I think I'm wearing another pantsuit. <laughs> no, and um, my then boss, Steve, walks out. And he's like, oh, hi, you're early. I was like, yeah, I just want to make sure I got here. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and he left. And I left. And I was like, okay. Um, so we went into the office. And he, like, showed me my little cubicle thingy. Because my office, the HR office is, office is an office within the office. You have to be there to know. You just have to be there. Um, and they're like, here's your cell phone. Here's your laptop. Like, they give me all these things. I'm like, oh, wow. I get I got another cell phone. <laughs> the laptop. And I'm just, like, all amazed. And then I go downstairs to get my um, my little token. I go downstairs to get a token, and that's just so that I can virtually connect to the Internet. And also, it's a secure way. Side note. Um, then, the day really consists of a lot of listening. And that was, like, my first two months. It's just a lot of listening. And then I realized how long, how much I talk. Because they talked way more than I did. <laughs> I had to learn to just be like... And there was a lot of note-taking. So, uh, first day was pretty exciting. So as a student, a lot of the times you don't get the most high paying of jobs. So it can be significantly different when you get your first after college paycheck versus your first in college paycheck. So what was getting that first big girl full time job paycheck like? I don't want to be a negative Nancy. I got paid for like a week and it was, it was surprising. Like, I was just sitting there and I thought I, they were going to skip a week like some jobs do. Like they skip your pay period if you didn't. They like basically you have to kind of wait a month for your first paycheck. And one day I was like, eh, I wonder how much I, because I didn't pack a lunch that day, bad me. And I was like, huh, I wonder how much I don't have. And so I looked there and there was my first paycheck. But it was cut in half because I only worked like a week. It was more or less like you realize, you realize uh, how much your expenses increase. Not only that, but your taxes that comes out of your job because what I'm supposed to make before taxes and what I actually bring home is like day and night. And I'm like, I'm understanding where the government was typing up all those reports, but okay, it's whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, you get to that point, you're like, uh, after you're done with all the expenses and all of the un uncool, boring stuff that like is a necessity, you have like so much more money left over than you usually have. Like usually here, I'll probably have a good, it'll be a good day if I have $50 left over. I'm like, yeah, 50 bucks. You have a lot more money and I'm so glad I worked here because I began to save that money. And uh, I became aware that, okay, that's not 
my expenses plus my savings. So savings first came out, and then I started like tackling my expenses and things like that. But yeah, it was it was pretty good. It's a lot more money than usual. Were there times where you were tempted to say, "Ooh, I have more money now. I'm gonna go buy all this fancy stuff," or did you have enough uh, savings mentality stuck into you by working here that you were able to avoid that? Um, you know that I'm still wearing the same clothes that you saw me in from last semester. Uh, no, my biggest, my biggest vice is food. So I guess I, I spent, I went a little cray on the food. So yeah, that was, that has been my biggest vice. But no, um, I haven't been tempted, tempted to just go put like material gains before my actual savings because I do understand how important and how unpredictable life can be. But just making sure that you save for those just in case or what what ifs has been beneficial recently. Um, I had like a family emergency and uh, I wasn't able to, I wasn't able, I had like, I wasn't really able to work. It doesn't really matter then, but it was extra money that I might didn't have in my, my checkings account that I had saved up for. And I'm like, okay, I'm glad I'm saving um, I'm glad I saved, and that was just like one of the testaments to saving money. Yeah, so saving money works because you realize there are times when you're going to need it, and it's way easier when you have that money set aside than it would be if suddenly you have an extra couple thousand dollars of expenses. And definitely, definitely, especially when my car door was not working, and like I have to pay a good penny to get a door fixed. Yeah. Um. So what was the most surprising thing about your transition from a college student to a young, not college adult? I think in college, you have this idea of once I get to college, life begins. You know, um, once I get to college, I'll be able to do all these things. Or once I get out of college, I'll do all this traveling. And if you do go the traditional route where you find a full-time job, that's not true. You actually have less freedom. Um, in my opinion, like it, it might be different for someone else, but you have less freedom in the sense that you have to go to work five days a week for as long as, for me, it's eight hours. Sometimes it's a little bit more, but in you, that's a must because not only, not, it's not like college where you do your work, you turn an assignment before 1159 and you're good. And that's like where that thing stops. No, it's you building something, you building a whole career. It's longer, like transactional it's more of you what you put in you're gonna get out so you can't just turn it in something in no 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 because then that's when you get emails but and it's one of the things i kind of like uh it's weird for me in particular is um life after college i feel like you're surrounded by a lot more um older crowds so a lot of times you are the younger one the youngest person in the room like, uh, where I work in the department that I work in, there's people who have been there 52 years. And me being um, in HR, they will, like in a management role, they will definitely, I don't know how to say, challenge you. Uh, yeah, so that was one of the biggest, one of the biggest surprise was, to sum it up, was the lack of time and also just the age gap. So... Do you stay in touch with a lot of the people who you were friends with in college? Yeah, I actually moved in with one. I don't so, know. Um, when I was, 
planning my after college expenses, I didn't know if I was going to have enough. I knew, but just to be extra careful because I didn't know how much taxes is going to cost. I didn't know if my car was going to, you know, survive. I didn't know a lot of things, or so I thought it was important to kind of compensate for what I didn't know by doing something that I didn't know. Rent is a constant. Rent is a fixed expense. So um, if I can kind of slash that in half, that's kind of less that I have to worry about, and also more that I can save. Yeah, and I think that's a big facet of being wise when you're moving off of campus, too, because there'll be a lot of you know, personal finance advice that says, hey, don't get lattes every day or wash those little expenses. But you can buy a lot of lattes with what half of your rent is. Mm-hmm. So when you have the opportunity, like when you're moving off of college into the real world, making sure you get those big things right, like your rent and your transportation, can make up for a lot of those little things that you don't want to give up. Definitely. It, and it's all about weighing the, um, I guess, and it's called opportunity costs. And I, it was worth me, which my roommate is awesome. She was also, she's awesome, one of my best friends. And I've roomed with her before, so we didn't have that weird problem of you don't know a person until you move with them, because I actually lived with her before. Uh, it was one of those great opportunities where you find someone, you are willing to give up a little bit of that privacy, because you understand that maybe I have my loan payments coming up, or you have uh, other things that you want to enjoy. I want to take trips. So I'm, I don't want to spend a thousand dollars on rent. I want to use half of that to go to Thailand or something like that. That's a big, you know, principle too, is because for you, you would probably rather have those trips and not have to worry about the little expenses. But I know for some people, it's really important that they live alone and not have roommates after college. But you have to recognize that that will take away from your ability to do some of those other things, like take time off to go on trips. Yeah. So I, you know, I think, and you can back me up on this from your experience. It's about knowing which things are definitely to spend money on, mm-hmm. and which things you're willing to let go in pursuit of another goal. Definitely. Like what are what are your wants and what are your needs? Not some what society tells you or someone else or your mom and dad says you need this, but that's a that's a very huge part. And that was huge for me too. I think another thing. I guess I assumed after college would be uh, meeting people. So after you graduate, you might move a little bit away or something like that. Uh, but the part about meeting people. So you might want to take advantage of now, kind of create those strong relationships, or you might have to go out of your way and start going to those networking events or spending a little bit of money on certain clubs or things like that. And I'm not sure where that kind of leads to. That makes sense because over the summer I was working in a full-time internship and thinking about, like, the amount of people I talked to on a daily basis in, like, a friend way over a coworker way. Like, it went way down when I was working full-time in a professional office versus working here and going to class and living in college student life. Yeah, and you have to definitely be careful how you start to coworkers. <laughs> Is there anything you wish you would have done differently in transitioning from college to adult life? One, I wish I would have uh, brought my SHRM, my SHRM, uh, what's it called, membership in college, because it, now it's like 100 bucks. Before it was like... Society of Human Resources. Yeah, yeah. So take advantage of those discounts you do get, and also take a picture, take a brand new 
ID at the most is going to cost you $10 because then you're able to expand that and try not to change too much because then you could just use those discounts like I've been using. Do you have any final words of wisdom or anything you would like or advice for students who are about to graduate? Yeah, know what you want. I know that's so hard, but understand what you actually want out of life. I think, I think, I think. I realized that one, uh, researching a job, researching what all entails is not a waste of time. It's definitely something to help you understand. But also, don't feel feel free to like experiment. Um, I'm not sure. a good majority of college students main are like single or they're basically they don't really have a lot of responsibility once they they kind of just have to keep themselves alive. So this is a great time in life to experiment. What do you want? What do you don't like? What are your passions? What are your, uh, what drives you? What makes you excited? What, 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 what? And that's something really important to know. Because once you know that, then your understand, you know, give you a lot more drive. Then you understand also, like, you won't be so depressed or unhappy in your roles. Also, know what you don't want. Join, uh, um, do definitely get out and meet new people. It can be really easy, uh, even easier than your freshman year to stay inside and just kind of like, you know, stay inside or go home, go to work when you get out there. But it'll be, it's really good to try to find activities to meet new people. And I, although it gets harder because you're not in college, no one's, you can't, there's not a lot. Sometimes you have to dig for those commonalities. Um, but once you do it, it's, it's rewarding and you're not stuck inside Netflix binging. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming back to the office to share with us some of your post-graduation experiences. Mm-hmm. Do you have do you have social media or anything where students can find you or you want to remain anonymous? Oh, after all the stuff I said. <laughs> uh, yes, you can um, You can connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Bernicia Martin. And that'll, that's pretty much once you find someone, anything about HR. And it's me looking really cool, so you can't miss it. It's a bomb. See a girl named Bernicia looking super cool. Super yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely connect with me. Um, you can send me a message. I'm totally open to having conversations. I believe in the power of networking. And um, I'm really, if you are going to do that, then I look forward to meeting you. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for so having much. me. Once again, that was Venetia Martin. If you have any ideas or feedback for the show, you can reach us at moneymanagement at UNT.edu. 